The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, our conversation might include some mental health issues, so be aware of that, because AWARE is a national organisation that provides free mental health support services to over 30,000 people every year. They're currently looking to recruit more volunteers for their telephone helplines, for their support groups and life skills online programme. And to learn more about all of this, I'm joined by the Clinical Director of AWARE, Dr Susan Brannock, and AWARE volunteer, Keelan Mickelson, good morning and welcome to you both. Um, first of all, uh, Susan, you better tell us uh, what the volunteers do and why you need more. Mm, sure. So the volunteers offer a crucial service in AWARE. So as you were saying there, there's three main support services. So firstly, the support telephone line. So that runs from 10am to, to 10pm every day. And that primarily, primarily is a listening service. So people might ring up in distress and they're offered a space to listen, um, to be heard, to talk through their difficulties and also for the person maybe to signpost to what supports might be okay. available. Yeah. You're not counselling. In other it's words, not, you're listening rather than counselling, but you can refer to another resource. That's absolutely right. So it's not therapy, it's not counselling. Actually what, what's offered in the in the support line is a really unique experience. It's a place where someone can be unconditionally listened to. So there's not a call to have to do something or I think you should do X or Y. It's actually being alongside the person in the distress. A sympathetic ear. Yeah, a skilled sympathetic ear. Okay. Yeah. Now tell me about the number of volunteers you currently have and why you need more. So we certainly need more to meet the demand across those services. So as I was saying about the support line, we also run support groups. So we've got about 22 of those groups a month across the country. They're in person and online. So we need people to volunteer facilitate those groups. Um, So we're looking to to recruit or hopefully call in maybe up to 75 more volunteers. How many do you have already? Um, the number off the top of my head, I'm not too sure. In the, in the hundreds, hundreds, hundreds yeah. 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 But there would be a rate of attrition every so often and also, uh, unfortunately, a growth in demand. Yeah, unfortunately, a growth in demand. That's certainly true. So, for instance, in our support line, we saw a 20% increase in January over January from last year. So that demand is always growing. People, through the nature of life changes, things things kind of moving along, will always kind of be coming and going from the organisation. Yeah. What we're hoping to do, I suppose, is to invite someone to to volunteer for up to a commitment of 18 months but with that we offer a huge range of of training and support Mm. to enable them to offer those services to a really high standard. Now 18 months doesn't mean you don't go on holiday for 18 months. Of course not, (laughs) no, no. And it's not a massive time commitment every week. It's not a massive time commitment and certainly if someone has a time kind of free that it it might be a really good fit. So it's up to three hours a week. So the support line, there's a commitment of of three hours per week. The support groups, that's two hours a week. And then the life skills online is is three hours again. And as you're saying, we'd really encourage people to take breaks in that and obviously go on holidays and also just to take a bit of time out from it. So there's, there's certainly a lot of flexibility in it. People will be wondering, do I have the qualifications for this kind of work? What are the qualifications? Mm. Well, I would say there are probably more skills and and sort of a way of being rather than specific qualifications. So, what so you're not really looking for qualifications. You don't have to have a BA in psychology or anything like that. You're not looking for that. 
Well, well, yeah. So as we we're saying, it's not therapy, it's not counselling. What we're looking for predominantly is for people who are interested in other people. So having a real curiosity about the human experience and who are able to offer a compassionate and empathic listening experience. Mm. And as I said, through our training and support, we really kind of skill people up to develop that as they go through. Yeah. Now, the difference between someone who's a nosy parker and someone who's just generally interested in the human condition and wants to help. Exactly. So someone who's interested and, as I said, can step out of that, you should do X or Y and offer that very unique experience of saying, well, what is this actually like for you? How do you feel in it? And also what's been helpful for you in the past to have overcome it? Tell me about the training. How much training is involved and how does it work? Is it done Mm. online or is it done in person? Yeah, so there's a mixture of both. So if someone was to be listening to us now and was interested, we'd really encourage them to go on our website, so aware.ie. Um, to complete the form there. So if you were to do that, and, and the first step would be an interview. It's, we have a really amazing management uh, services management team. So if you kind of go through that interview, then there's an, an initial sort of training to help develop the skills and listening and all those kind of supports that we would offer. And then what we want to do in AWARE is really nurture and support people as they go through. So after that initial training, we then offer ongoing training and support and training days throughout the year as well to, to help in that. Now, if you're beginning and you haven't got much experience in your initial weeks doing this work, when you've got your training and so on, mm. suppose you come across a really challenging call. Mm. Yeah. I mean, is there help on hand? Absolutely. So and there's help at all the levels, really. So and Keelan will probably speak to this as well. So certainly you'll be on shift with somebody else. So there's that kind of immediate debrief sort of context so you can say well that was a bit tricky kind of talk through it there's also as I said the service managers so they're really on hand and very accessible to say well this is this is this kind of came up can we talk through it and then there's the ongoing training and support that's a bit more formal so in the support groups for instance we offer a support uh, meeting twice a week to to kind of talk through how it's been for people in the group and and if you are dealing with a caller empathically and so on and you get the impression that they might intend some harm to themselves. What do you do in that situation? Mm. Well, that's something we take really seriously and we have really clear policies and guidelines around that. Our main intention in AWARE is that the person who's using our services is safe and feels safe, but also the volunteer is safe within that as well. So we support that at every level. All right, Keelan, you are that person. I am. (laughs) Tell me how you came to uh, the telephone volunteer service. So something that I had been interested in for a while, um, I wasn't sure if I had kind of the time or could make the commitment. Um, I was home with my kids. Um, But as they got older, I was like, okay, I think I have the time for this. And I did exactly like as Susan said, I was kind of up on the website. I put in an application. I got a phone call um, and it went from there and I did the training. Um, And I do want to say the training, um, that was an amazing experience for me. It is very, it very much uh, left me feeling prepared for going on the line. So they do a really good job. It's a service for adults only. It's not for the under 18s. It's for adults only. What happens if someone who's 16 calls? What do you do? Do you uh, So I haven't had, that has not come up that much um, because I think it's kind of um, when they look for the number that is um, visible to them. But if I had somebody on the line and they did sound young, I probably would ask like just to check. I'm just going to check like what age you are. This is an adult only. Um, so I never when I have had to do that, they've always said that they're over 18. Obviously, yeah. you're. Can't ex- and, and the level of anonymity in the call, I mean, people don't have to say my name is Pat Kenny no. and I have mm-hmm. this particular feeling. 
No, no, they don't need to give a name. Some mm. give a name, some don't. But either way, that's entirely up to them. How long would a typical call be? So we aim to kind of keep calls within kind of the 30 minutes. And that's because, you know, the research has shown that if we go much outside of that, that it actually can be taking a lot from the caller. It can be maybe very draining. It's maybe not really being as helpful. So we kind of our process and we learn that in the training is kind of, you know, opening the call, going through the process of the call and then kind of bringing it to a close, hopefully with some next steps for the caller. Um you know, if you watch the movies, it could be very dramatic in the movies. Mm-hmm. Is it ever dramatic in your situation? You know, the idea if someone calls the emergency services in the United States and suddenly they trace the line and mm. then they have, uh, you know, the paramilitary <laughs> people arriving, in, the SWAT teams coming into, you know, it, it's not like that. I it's would. not like that. And, and we don't have that technology. Mm, past. <laughs> um, but, you know, you can the callers on the other end, you can get a wide range and some do call and they can be really in a very distressed state. Mm-hmm. And as Susan said, you know, we do have policies and we are trained on if immediate action needs to be taken. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we would do that mm-hmm. if that's what is necessary for the call. Now, what about your own experiences? How satisfying has it been? To be a volunteer. It has been such a rewarding experience for me, Pat. I um, I have to say I always feel incredibly privileged to get to talk to the uh, people on the other line. I'm even like <laughs> feeling emotional just thinking about it. Um, it's amazing to get to talk to people. Um, you really understand, you know, we're all going through different things yeah. um, and it, it, it's so nice a, to have a rewarding experience very rewarding. by the way if mm. someone Susan has had their own mental health problems in the past are mm. they suitable volunteers <coughs> sure they they are certainly suitable so and as in part of the training that we offer so the volunteers take a very specific role so as Keelan's saying the, that that experience might be helpful in terms of bringing you to aware but certainly it wouldn't it wouldn't exclude anyone mm. certainly And finally, uh, Mm. first of all, the AWARE helpline, which is open as we speak. Yes. And it is? Sorry? The number? 1800 Okay. And if people want to volunteer again, where do they go? Yes. So please do have a look on our website if you're interested in volunteering. So aware.ie. And we're running a information session next uh, Thursday at half six for a bit more information about the role. So that's online and again on the 20th of April. So please do have a look. Yeah. Well, thank you both very much for coming in and telling us about the, the fantastic work that uh, AWARE does. Dr. Susan Brannick, Clinical Director of AWARE and Keelan Mickelson, an AWARE volunteer. Thank you both very much. Thank you. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.